0: Hey
1: everyone, this is Virtue Ramone, and you're listening to Still Toking With.
0: Yeah.
2: Greetings, my friends. This is the brain of TV's Pinky in the Brain. Yes, and my, my uh, human avatar, Maurice LaMarche.
3: Hi, it's Chris Poland, and you're listening to Still Toking With. Hey, this is Eric Roland, voice of Kendo Rappa on My Hero Academia, and host of the Tough Love Podcast. You're listening to Still Toking With. On the Dorkening Podcast Network.
0: Hey, hey! Happy hey, Wednesday,
1: everybody. everybody! You are watching, watching Still talking, talking with my name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the behind keyboard it. here, and we have a great, great show, with show with you, with you right? as usual. And here we go, we go, Benjamin.
3: You got a little, got a little fl- flabbergast flabbergasted there, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> but you didn't I push you any wrong buttons. wrong buttons. No. No. So. Um, um, we know we, you know have, we a have a slight echo, echo folks, but uh, just, just deal with deal it with because, because that's just the that's way it, just goes. it goes. And we yeah, have we an have amazing guest here. Like, 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 I am so I am psyched, so to, psyched talk to talk to this person tonight. Person um, to um, I, yeah, I don't yeah, even I don't I don't know even what even to know say. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I tried to do my show note, but it was like 27 pages long. I'm
2: going to let Jeff do it. Jeff, Yeah, Yeah. it's a good day. day. It's another another good day. day. We have a fantastic fantastic guest. guest. Yeah, it is a little little trippy. trippy. You know, Uh, echo, but you know, we're gonna have to deal with that. So, uh, so, uh, without hesitation, let's let's just bring in in our 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 guest, guest, Gina Gina Shock. Shock. Welcome.
4: I am sorry about the echo. That's so fucked up, man. I I don't know what that's about. We tried to fix it on our side. Is it really bad? Not when you're talking. Uh, I mean, is it better when I I talk, actually, or worse?
1: Yeah, so so what's happening happening is is probably probably the speakers speakers on your side are are being being picked up by by your microphone. microphone. So it's only only when when one of us us talks. So when you talk, talk, it's fine. So So
4: basically,
1: basically, you need to talk talk the entire entire show. Okay,
4: just get me started, and I'll take over. (laughs) I'll take over. Just get me started.
1: Well, before we do that, I just have to say one thing. I'm waiting waiting for Jeff's Jeff's dummy dummy to kick kick in, in. because I know know this echo is really really gonna gonna like you know trip him up and he's he's gonna gonna go into a laugh laugh (laughs) (laughs) loop.
4: Hang in there, guys. Hang in there, okay? Right.
3: Right. So, uh, So, uh, in in case case our our viewers viewers or listeners later don't know who this amazing lady is, she is one of the reasons why women in rock and roll are where they are today
2: so actually that worked perfect
1: yeah what? so i when we're talking i will hit mute oh you'll just yes, use her mic.
3: mic oh yeah oh, that yeah. worked
4: wow
3: see you, you smart. the
4: issue is, is is done it's over
3: right right
4: fantastic um, guys so uh here let me take over i'm gonna take over just shut up okay Here's what okay. I'm okay. saying. No, I'm just kidding, you guys. Um, <laughs> thank you for having me on. When I first met you guys at the at the Comic Con, I I thought you were really great, and I love your little intro stuff that you have in the beginning of your podcast. It's really cool, really good. You guys do. You have a nice little show here, you know. Not bad. Thank man. you, thank you. Yeah, yeah it's,
3: it's, it's, uh, so it's so been it's growing been rapidly over the over past few years, but that's um that's what it's all about, you know. Uh, you got to <laughs> yeah, start somewhere.
4: somewhere. Absolutely, absolutely do. Um, and uh, yeah, this is I like your show, it's all right.
2: So, uh, let's see, we have a lot of fun with it, yeah, Yeah. and
3: we have a lot of things to talk about tonight, too. So, So, does your
4: show go for an hour or two, or what? How
3: about an hour? hour.
4: Oh, good, that's a good time, it's a good amount of time. So, thank you for having me on, and what do you want to know?
3: Thanks for joining for joining us. Um but let's let's kick it right off. I mean, you've got new singles coming out. You have a new EP, uh four-song EP coming out the end of the year from what I understand.
4: So, um the go-go's are sort of on hiatus or whatever you want to call it. Right now we're not playing, but that happens. You know, where we won't work for a year or two even. Um and when that happens, everybody sort of gets into their own thing. Well, I I uh Got back into what I love doing, and that's writing and performing, and then of course my photography, and then my other art project with Scene Four, which I'll tell you about that in a minute. But um, yeah, so I put my band back together, House of Shock, or rather, I took the name House of Shock, um, and have new members in the band, and um, uh, they're all They're all in, they're in Baltimore. That's that's home base for the band. Um, and I'm heading back there, uh, this weekend. Uh, and we, you know, uh, we, we put out a song a couple weeks ago. It premiered and it's, it's, um, it's streaming on all channels. It's called small, pretty house of shock slash Gina shock, go, Go's, all that, you know, a (laughs) (laughs) multi-talented. Um, yeah. So that song small pretty is out there. I think it will, um, surprise a lot of folks. The sound is different than you might imagine. Um, but we actually, actually we
3: actually, actually have it queued up. If you want us to play it, we can.
4: Whenever you want, but that's cool. Yeah, man, it's uh, I I I love the way it turned out. Um, I've had this song for a while, but with this band, I had to, you know, we had to we produced it together or worked on it as a band. Everybody had input, and that's obviously what makes a song, you know, sound like a band. Um, right, right. It is the input from all parties concerned. Um, and that's the five of us together um, coming up with ideas, and I love the way it turned out. And so I'm going back there, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna write some more material, and uh, hopefully the beginning of uh, the first quarter of next year, or you know, closer to the beginning of next year, I hope to have out uh, a, a, an EP, like a four or five song EP, um, and um, and then go out and then tour behind that, do do some like some cool shows. I'll find some really good venues. Put together a press package, which is where the process is doing right now. Because everybody knows who I am, but they don't know me. I, I'm not as well known um, as the lead singer of my band, House of Shock. And I—I I mean, my reputation is, you know, as the the drummer for the Go-Go's. But I do so wait, much more than that. minute, wait a minute,
3: rock and, rock roll, and roll hall, hall of, of fame hall. drummer.
4: Pretty amazing, right, guys? Um, right, that, right. That was, um, you know, what we had given up on thinking even about getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because it was like every year it would just passed us by and we were like, fuck it, we don't even care. We're done with that whole idea. Doesn't matter. I mean, we know what we've accomplished. Um, we can go out and play 365 days a year. And, you know, we always have a, a packed house. Everything's good in the go Go's house. And so we we just had sort of given up on it, and then of course that's when it happens, you know. Um, so you know, call us up. You're going to be nom- you're nominated. Okay, boom, you're inducted. We're all there, hanging out with Paul McCartney, and you know, it, it was it was an amazing evening, you guys. And and I and I have to say that like after poo-pooing it about like we don't care, it's really kind of cool to be in that club.
3: <laughs> well, right. I. It's uh, really cool. I actually, I actually watched. watched- the uh, induction with Drew Barrymore doing the induction for you guys in just how you all lit up. And then when you guys took the stage, Holy crap. After all these years, you all still kill it.
4: And we, when we play live, you can really, you really can hear our, our uh, punk roots, you know, because mm. we kind of, we rock when we play. Uh, it's the only only way we know how to do it you know we're we're not all the greatest musicians but we're not bad no,
3: no but you paved but you the, way the way for a lot of, lot of artists, artists after, after you. you female artists
4: yeah yeah uh it it was it was uh, extremely difficult uh to get any widespread recognition um back in the day when we were trying to make it uh the late 70s early 80s um, there had been, there weren't any all-female bands that had made it on a national level or or certainly on an international level. And so uh, record labels just really weren't that interested. You know, um, we just kept playing and playing and the, our following was getting a little bit bigger and bigger, but man, it was it was a tough road until we finally got signed and then the music spoke for itself. Right. Record like went platinum pretty quickly within the first year. I mean, actually, we were out on the road for like six months. And then um, Miles Copeland, who was the head of our our record label, IRS Records, he called us and said, hey, how about opening for the police? So we were like, yeah, we want to open for the police. So when we did that, things changed pretty dramatically, because we went from playing um, clubs and small theaters to playing 20,000-seat arenas, you know, um, the big places. And uh, wow, did that change. The trajectory of the band in a major way, um, um, and then, why, and then we did, then we did um, Saturday Night Live, and then like the week after that, it went platinum. and It really, it was snowball effect. It just kept happening, getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and uh, it was something else. Yeah. Mm.
2: Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a little, I'm kind of funny I mean, I grew up listening to this stuff. You know uh in my early years as they say <laughs> i mean you know i'm 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 not that old yet nah, uh, well, maybe no no
4: there's only as old as you think you know
3: right right
4: but uh I'm, sure. i mean sure. i'm glad that you are an actual fan of the band as 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 was drew barrymore and that's why i was so excited that she uh was the person that inducted us because you know, I remember we all do coming off stage and Drew was like a little kid and she'd be standing on the side of the stage with her mother. You know what I mean? Her mom used to bring her to shows and, you know, and as she got older, she'd come to shows. And then like when it was her name came up, we were like, oh, my God, I think that because it would be real. Like she's a real fan. I don't think you can get a better person to induct you. And then that whole with the with the cold cream and the towels and all, we didn't know that was <laughs> going to happen. She just did that. So I mean, wow, that was so neat as well. I mean, she's she's tops in my book. She's a good girl. So oh, yeah. proud yeah. proud of her and the way she turned out. She worked hard and you know got messed up along the way like we all did, but she made it through the tough periods of time. And look, she's you can't she's unstoppable now. And right, she loves right. the Go Go's. Hey, right.
3: Loves the right. The right. Go-gos. But the, well, Go-Go's, the Go-Go's, like I said, the Go-Go's paved the way for a lot of young female artists in the entertainment industry. I mean, yeah.
4: I mean, it, at the time, I don't, uh, you know what, Ben? At the time, I don't think, and none of us were, like, even thinking about that. We were just having a great time, and we were working like dogs, but we were having so much fun, uh, you know. Um, and it's only in retrospect that you see, you know, what you've accomplished. And, you know, when I go out and I meet folks, you know, people walk up to me all the time uh, and say, oh my God, you're the reason that I picked up a drum kit. You're the reason that I started to write songs. Uh, You're the reason I wanted to be in a band. And to me, I mean, that's just about as good as it gets, you know, I mean, God damn, to think you inspired someone um, to want to pick up an instrument or to want to take pen to paper. uh, It's that's all just about the best feeling. It because you know you I mean like the noblest profession of always being a teacher, and that's where you sort of feel like you're taking right, the teacher right. reins there. You know what I mean? It's it's a great feeling. Because you're really contributing, well, um, you know you're really contributing, you know? Yeah. yeah.
2: You were an influencer before influencing was even a thing.
4: true, yeah, before the word was so commonly used as it is today. Right, right.
2: Um, um
3: but, you, but have, you have you have, you a, have book a book out.
4: Oh geez. Yes. Made in Hollywood. Um, another thing that I, that was brewing for decades, believe me, um, uh, I sort of unknowingly became the, uh, archivist of the band. I, I just like, I save everything. I mean, I'm not a hoarder, but I save stuff that's like important to me. And my whole life has been just one thing after the next, that was like a dream that I can't believe it's really happening to me. This kid from Dundalk, I mean, I just had a dream. I mm-hmm. grew up in a very blue collar, working class neighborhood. I'm really proud of that, uh, my uh, humble up, uh, humble upbringing. And I think that helps set like a pretty good foundation for me not becoming too much of a mess. Um, but anyway. Um, Wait, now I got lost on what I was saying. Fuck! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I go off on these tangents. It's terrible because it's like I can sit here and just tell you one story after the next. You name somebody, give me a name. I got a story. You know. Uh, well, how about uh, this? I, uh, I do have I, have, I, do, have
3: I, I do have some, have some photos, photos from the book.
4: <laughs> my point about the book is, you guys, is that is sort of from my viewpoint. Um, you know, uh, my life. You know, growing up and inside look at the go-go's and because i was i always had a camera around my neck i was always snapping photos and they were great subjects because they would do whatever i told them like hey let's do this set up do that scenario everybody willing willing subjects so uh to, to my madness um so <laughs> you know that was always fun and you know there came a time where i would bring i would bring the the photos out on the bus you know and i and we'd look at them and get hysterical and everybody would say Man, you need to put a book together. We need to have that out there so people can see it. And then finally, I found someone to help me do that because it seemed to me to be an overwhelming task. The thought of going through over forty years worth of photos was just—I couldn't handle the thought of that. But I found a guy to help me do it. We got a—you know—got a book deal, and I—I um, an, I originally wanted to put it out as just. Uh, a coffee table photo book, a go you know, coffee table book of photos. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
4: but then the, the publisher uh, offered me more money, of course, and <laughs> also taught, you know, the value of having having some text, having something written, words written with the photos. And I didn't know that I was capable of that because I was like, oh my God, it's going to be like writing a book. I don't, I've never done that. I don't know if I can do that. Um, and the guy that I was working with, he was like, why don't you give it a try? And you know what, it just, it started flowing and it was, pour- the words were pouring out because you know, guys, when you look at a photo, you remember everything, you know, it's like hearing a song, looking at a photo. And so um, I wound up like having like over 25,000 words and I, I didn't think I could do that. Um, but but as I say, it was easy to look at the photo and, and tell, tell like exactly what was going on at that moment in time. And also during that period of time, what was happening. So it was one story after the next, that, you know, um, wow. and, 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 and every word is mine. So it's like, you read the you you look, you can open that book anywhere. It's like we're having a conversation when you read it. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So yeah, I was going to say every, um, every photo is worth a thousand words. So. Right. Right. And they can find the link to Gina's
3: book in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us.
4: I am so you guys. I'm so proud of that book. I really am. I didn't think I could do it. I didn't think I could get all these photos together. First of all, um, but you know, I can. I actually can. Could do another one right now. Another book of photos. I have so much stuff, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, well, really, yeah. it's, it's yeah. unbelievable all that I have. Um, so I could I could do another one right now, actually. Uh, but I got so much going on. Uh, maybe I'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it, it turned out really well. I'm, 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 I'm like I said, I'm proud of it.
0: Right. We you do know, have some photos, right? photos, right?
3: Yeah. So I'm going to pull up a photo, and you can kind of give us a little story to it, if you'd like. So, so let's, let's start, start with, with, this with this one, this one here.
4: here. Ah, well, there you go. I wrote it on on the uh, Polaroid. That is when we opened for the Stones. We were on tour, and we got a call. Hey, the Stones would like you to come out and do a show with them. Or they wanted us to do the tour, but we we had a tour booked. We couldn't. But what we did do was we postponed the show, and we went to Rockford, Illinois, which was the smallest venue they were playing in on that tour. So that was a thrill, right in and itself. It was a ten thousand seater. That was small for them, and um, mm-hmm. so we did the show with them. Got to meet meet everybody in the in the band, um, and I went out. And I got to sit on Charlie's kit and play it with his kit. And I remember his drum tech telling me that the rug that the kit was sitting on was far more valuable than the drum kit, which I thought, that's a Charlie thing, I'd say, you know? (laughs) And Charlie was so cool and just, he epitomized class, man. The guy was really something, really special, special kind of guy, classy, a classy, a classy individual. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So anyway, yeah, that's what that photo's from. And we got to open for the Stones that night. And um, not a lot of people could say they had done that. But yay, another stepping stone in the right. career right. of the band. That so let's, was, let's, like, incredibly memorable.
0: Let's, let's see. Uh, right.
3: Go ahead. No,
4: that's all. What were all you saying,
3: saying? Oh, okay. okay.
4: That's all. Oh, what? Joan what? and myself. Oh, my God. So, Joan used to hang around in, in Hollywood. You know, we all hung out. It, the, the whole the scene was very small, the punk music scene. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, in 78, 79, 80, 81, everyone knew each other. Everyone would go to um, each other's show. You could go see two or three shows a night because uh, it would start at six, and then there'd be another one at eight, and there'd be another one at 10. I mean, it was a wonderful scene, and it was very inclusive, you know. Um, we really supported each other. And that was, Joan came, that was backstage at the Starwood, the infamous Starwood, which isn't there anymore. But, um, yeah, that's where that photo was taken. And that's after Jane Jane um, gave me a new look, and she cut off all my hair and dyed my hair black. It was, <laughs> I liked it. It was a nice look.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm just going to give him one more. Oops.
4: Excuse me, Ben, but Joan is still a friend to this day.
3: I just oh, went awesome. and saw
4: her play like a month or two ago with Brian Adams up uh, in Niagara Falls, right in that area. She did a wow, show. Wow. So I just, just saw her and uh, I just adore her. So happy. She's still around, you know, I
3: love her music love her too. Music too. And
4: she's badass, man. She was, she was like, well, I the person I was with was like, or no, I was with Wendell. And he was like, is she playing the, tr- singing the track? And I was like, No, that's the band. That's really, that's the way. I mean, she sounds so good. You can hardly tell. She sounds really good, you guys. Live. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. Really good. I think I'll bring up 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 one more from the book, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about some other stuff. But this one I loved.
4: (laughs) Um that is us i'm gonna have coffee (laughs) time give me a minute
0: no worries worries.
4: let me get a drink of water guys i'll be right back in a second Mm -hmm. let me get a drink of water i got too excited Uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) wow what a history there man oh Yeah.
3: yeah i mean her manager or or wendell her manager sent me a bunch of pictures and i was just like all right leo let's just grab like two or three um because I want people to go out and, you know, purchase her book. Right. You know, like I said, it's in the show notes, folks, up above or down below. Um, You know, hopefully we'll we'll get to play her new track when she comes back. Um, but We have a bunch of other stuff to talk about. So anyway. Uh, should yes, I yes. play the track while we wait for her? Um, Actually, yeah, you can if you want to. Let's do that. Okay. Well, she's get a drink of water. And if she comes back, we'll just cut it.
1: Awesome. Here we go.
4: It's, it's it's really hooky. I, the guitar part is super hooky. I love it. And they just put that. <clears throat> my guitar player just put the put that little video together for um um for the um words. I guess you have, a, have to have to put it online. They have to have a word video. So that's what they did. Yeah, something about I don't know li- a lyric video.
3: Lyric, yeah. Lyric, yeah.
4: A lyric video, yeah. Um, sure. So she, she just put that together, and but maybe we can put out like really do a real a real video with that song at one point. I don't know. If you get a record label behind or get somebody with some money, you know, we'll see. But uh, for now, I think it's pretty fucking good. Oh, and yeah. And it's about yeah. song, so there you go.
2: It was very really catchy. Really
4: catchy. Yeah, that's, you know what, guys, if there's one thing I've learned in the Go-Go's, that is hooks. Hooks, hooks, hooks. All about hooks. Guitar hooks. Vocal right, melody, right. you know, melody hooks. Vocals. I, I really, uh, I really get that part of it. Right.
3: So I <clears throat> want to say real quick to all our viewers, you know, Gina's going to be on tour next year at some point. So you're going to want to follow her, go out and see that at a show. You know, and to our promoters out there that are friends of ours, if you want to book them, reach out.
4: Um, thanks. For, thanks for for mentioning that, Ben, because uh. Yeah, we're gonna to want to start getting out there and playing for folks, and uh, you know, spreading the word um, and uh, get getting getting people to come and see us play. Cause uh, I think you'll well, I know you're gonna like it because, like, I I I know you probably have heard us about me, but I I really I like to rehearse. So when we get out there and play, it's gonna be good, <laughs> you know, gonna sound good.
2: Yeah, you gonna um, make you're it up to, make to, New it England? to New England?
4: Hell yeah, of course. East Coast, oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course.
3: Well, yeah, she said oh, yeah, their she base said is based. out of Baltimore, so you know. So I mean, we've got, got
4: uh, Boston, easy one, easy one. Well, huh? yeah, yeah, we've yeah, got
3: yeah. a couple we've of had nice, had couple nice of venues, venues here, here in, in, like, in like, Plymouth. Plymouth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll gotta get Wendell to look into that stuff. Um, yeah. Sure. <clears> we've got to start, you know. Well, I'm like I say, when I get back there, we're gonna finish this press package. Um, in October and hopefully get it out the beginning of November to promoters and you know I'm going to start talking to um, you know I have a booking agent from the Go-Go's I can talk to him I, I just wanted to do things more grassrootsy like just see what Wendell and I can come up with mm-hmm. in the beginning here and you know just familiarize myself with all this stuff again um, on this level which I haven't done in a million years but it's interesting to see, see the way things have changed uh, in the business um, on, on a, uh, a club level and a theater level, you know? Uh, right. And so uh, it, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been interesting. And, uh, and, uh, but I have a lot of connections that I can probably call on to make things happen. I just um, want to take, take my time and make sure that we're ready to go when, when the time is right. Uh, but in the right. meantime... Right. We can sort of put things together ourselves. Yeah, we
1: well, it looks like, uh, job. yeah, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm trying to look online right now. It looks like uh, Rhode Island Comic Con starting November 3rd. You're going to be at.
4: I'm going to do that. Yeah. So these, <clears throat> the Comic Con things, the way that that happened was um, I was out, you know, doing a book tour for, for Made in Hollywood. And um, um, Wendell and I met folks out there and they well, Wendell spoke with them about um, about Comic Cons, and you know, wow, you should check into that. And then I remembered that Jane in my band had done in the Go-Go's, had done Comic Cons before, um, and so I thought, you know what? Why not? I'm out here promoting, and if it's in if it's in you know close to where I'm working, I can do that. So now I start. It's just been not quite a year. Um, October will be a year when when we started doing that. And it's been really, um, really fun because here's where I get a chance to be, you know, five feet away from uh, a go Gogos fan or Gina Shock fan and have them tell me, you know, how I have impacted their life. And I hear some crazy stuff, you know, you saved my life when I was in a period where I thought I was going to just do, do myself in. And if it hadn't been for you, and it's like, Jesus <laughs> You know, I, I no, never think right. about that stuff, but I've heard that more than once. Um, and and then lots of folks that just, it reminds me of the most joyful period of their life. Because, um, you know, let's face it, the Go-Go Go-Go's songs are about, like, partying and having fun. It's nothing yeah. really heavy, yeah. you know, and no politics involved. Um, so uh, I hear a lot of really good, a lot of heavy stories, but uh, many more stories about you know the joy that the band has brought to, mm-hmm. to folks out there um and that's always nice um, I think that okay, I think that
2: kind of stuff is um good for the soul you know to hear, hear that, that from, from
4: your, from your fans. fans Oh, you bet it it um you know it, it it makes me know that I'm doing something worthwhile um and and that's a that's a really great feeling you guys it, like I I feel like you know when I finally close my fucking eyes that there will be something out there that is I've left my mark, and and that's a that's a good feeling, you know I've got a I've got my Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a star on Hollywood Boulevard that's pretty cool, um, right? I mean that's not you know but that's not that's not what life is all about but being a musician that's it's important um, those those sort of achievements along the way and like you know playing Madison square garden and playing the Hollywood bowl and just different things, uh, open up for the stones. These are so big in my life. Um, and, 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 you know, it'll be somewhere in the books when I'm going, um, uh, uh, for, 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 like I say, for somebody that, that grew up with really humble beginnings and that, it, that, that you can accomplish anything. If you, mm-hmm. if you stay focused and you work hard at anything, is within your grasp if you really want it enough. I I I, I firmly believe that. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Me, it can happen to anyone. But you gotta you gotta you gotta love what you're doing. You gotta want to put the time in.
2: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and and um, you know, on that note, I want to say that you're doing the right thing because you've got to get your face out there. Doing these cons is very very important. Doing you know shows like this, uh, you know where people can see you and actually interact. Uh, I think that's that's more important in a lot of ways than standing on a stage.
4: It's just as important because it all has its value. It all has its place, Jeff. You know. Uh, uh, you know. I'm talking about getting awards and all that stuff. But something that is something that's really important to me um, was or is. <clears throat> what's happened in this country to folks our age and their parents that are aging and getting sick. And it seems like everybody's getting dementia or Alzheimer's and it's like a major fucking dilemma in this country. And it's not getting, it's not, it doesn't have the voice that it needs out there. And I want to start talking about it more because I took six, six or seven years of my life to take care of my parents. I brought them from Baltimore. My dad just passed in 2021. Um, um, And, you know, I, I stopped doing, doing, I stopped writing. I had, I had, you know, I had written songs that Selena Gomez did and that Miley Cyrus covered both those artists. And it was sort of a, a, a good time in my songwriting career. You know, it was like, it was coming together in a way that uh, it never did in the go-gos. And so I was really proud of that. And then I just sort of walked away from that to take care of my parents. And, it is one of the hardest, but one of the most important, best things I've ever done in my life. And thank God that I had the means to take care of my parents. Because I know so many people that are having to fucking sell their house. Or, you know, they take away every any The person that's sick, they take away everything. They cash it all in. Okay? And then, if you have to go into, like, a state-run place, forget it, man. If those facilities are so horrible... And this is like something's happening that needs a lot more press. It needs to be talked about. I want to talk about that more. Um, I'm Actually, I'm going to work with this woman who wrote this book called Funny Farm. And it was on the New York Times bestselling uh, list uh, two years ago. And um, I'm going to meet Marjorie. Well, I've met her already, but I'm going to start trying to work with her. We've already discussed about doing a book. And mm-hmm. she was like, you know what? This would be great. I mean, you know, this is happening to a lot of people, but your perspective is a little different because this would be like, you know, uh, you know, this would be from someone in your shoes, meaning myself, you know, what my perspective of what it's like being in a hugely successful rock band and, you know, walking away from everything and taking care of my mom and dad um, and the journey that I have been on taking care of them. Um, And everybody can relate to it um, except that it'll be a little different because I'm who I am and I'm not, you know, just,
3: well, right, 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 right.
4: <laughs> but um, uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm hopefully gonna get, get to get a book written with, with Marjorie, um, about, about that journey with my parents because, uh, they were like, they were my biggest influence and they were always there for me. They were very supportive of everything I've done. Um, a lot of people, and I hear this a lot, you guys. Oh, uh, you know, women will come up to me and say oh you know in school i i was discouraged from playing drums i told you know, i told my music teacher i want to play drums, and they would say oh no girls don't play drums and they were like because of you i i knew that i could do that so i just played anyway i learned on my own and so it was like wow and then parents would discourage it as well my mom was like i wish you were a singer but you go ahead and play drums if that's what you want to do and they, they, they were there for me when I put everything I own in my father's pickup truck and me and a friend from high school drove across country. I knew three people in LA, um, and went over there seeking fame and fortune. Like I'm going to make it. I mean, and what, how difficult that would be for uh, a parent to let their, the baby, I was a baby in the family. Well, I was 21. Uh, you know, uh, Pick up everything and drive across country. No one, I mean, there. I remember the the main thing they were worried about was me joining a cult. That <laughs> was really big. Yeah. Please don't join join any cults, Gina. And I was like, Mama, I, I, I don't worry about that. I won't. Um, yeah. So they they allowed me to come across country, and you know, the Go Go's wouldn't be what they are today. I don't know what would where the Go Go's would be if it wasn't for just the five of us and how we all sort of landed in each other's lives. Right. Right.
2: Fate. That's fate.
4: Big, uh, to finish the story, um, as to why, why it was a no brainer to take care of them.
3: Right. Yeah. Family, yeah family, family's, family's always, always first. first.
4: Yeah. It's the picture, you know, a big part of my, in, in, in my story anyway. Um, and so hopefully I can write that book. And then, Oh my God. The other thing is you guys that, um, my, I, I'm, I'm going to wait. Did we talk about the my, um, gallery show in LA yet?
3: Not yet. It's, it's got, got it, we can, do, can that, do that
4: though. though. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about this because I'm, you know, a visual artist as well as, you know, drumming, but, um, you know, I, I love photography and I love stuff on canvas, you know, mm-hmm. painting or whatever it may be. Um, so I I got involved with this company called Scene 4. These two guys, like Stuart Copeland's done it, Sheila E., uh, Stephen Perkins, a lot of really major badass drummers. And <clears throat> it's this form of, it's this LED technology where you, you go into the studio. The studio is completely black, but drums are set up. They hear me these two sticks with LED lights in them and they, they move up and down as you, you can shake it. You know what I mean? Like one of those little sticks that they give you at concerts where the lights the,
0: yeah, yeah.
4: the fluid inside it moves up and down. Well, that's sort of what it is. All these are LED lights. So according to how I am and there's, you know, someone photographing this whole thing and there's all these lights that are happening as they're click, 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 click. All these different lights are strobing. And so. The effect, the the what comes out of this is, and then they put it in a computer. Wait, wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, so I sat down and I would play different beats or different songs, um, and then they'd say, "Okay, hit the drum on this angle," or you know, hit the cymbals a couple times. And anyway, I, I followed their lead, and they said, "We're gonna we feed this into a computer, and it comes out, and we're putting it on. We're put the end result is gonna be on canvas, mm. and it looks so fucking cool, you guys. It is the neatest thing." you will. have you seen it because it's really I, good. Actually I actually have
3: a picture that was sent to me so wow well, there you go that is that one, is of, one them. of them mm-hmm. so, so Gina, Gina has, has five, five of these out already and I from what I hear there'll be six new ones coming out at the end of October
4: if they asked me to pick out five or uh, six of them six or seven. And it was like practically impossible to choose them because they're all all—they're all really cool in their own way. You know, they, they all say something different mm. um, about what I was playing and the speed and uh, the speed that I was playing things and according to how the lights were moving. Um, that was really a day well spent. And now I have something on, now it's some art on canvas, which I love. So I'm really excited about that. So we're going to do a show where it'll be like maybe one side of the room will be um, my stuff, the the LED stuff on, on canvas. And then the other side will be, I think I maybe we might do just Polaroids out of, out of uh, Made in Hollywood. Because mm. I'd love to do a pol- Polaroids are so cool. And, you know, it's of course, you know, I, I had my Canon AE-1 and I was taking, you know, my 24 anyway, millimeter. I was taking regular film. And then I got into a phase where I just wanted to take nothing but Polaroids. So for a couple of years, I just took Polaroids, and that's a really—they're really cool in the book. i, I love that. Think if I could do the Polaroid period, you know?
2: Right. right I still right. have my Polaroid. I still well, got it. Got my dad, dad worked, worked for Polaroid. Polaroid.
4: Oh no, kidding! That's so neat. Well, I went out and bought a couple more, and I do have the original one, but it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> It's—you know what? I'm going to show you that right now that you brought it up. You know what? Tell your dad.
1: You know, uh, I worked for a company that sold some of those. And and like right before they stopped making it, I told them, hey, we got to buy as much film as we could. Uh, Obviously, they ignored me. And uh, the price of like Polaroid film like skyrocketed because they weren't making it anymore. And there's like a whole like market for like uh, old film, you know, know, because it it gives like a special special effect effect when they use they use it.
4: My original Polaroid, look at that. Oh wow. wow! That's probably what I took the Polaroids on. This and um, then this.
2: That should be, that in, a should be in a museum.
4: This. How you open this one up? Well, that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went out and bought the newer one, like a couple years ago. Polaroid, Polaroid time Yeah So yeah, I was into Polaroids But this is the original right here And it was like This is like supposed to be leather, I think But it's not, look at it It's all fucked up (laughs) What's that from? Guess Oh my god, you guys, the Eurythmics November
0: thirteenth,
4: 1983 Wow Wait, how do I get that on there? Can you see it?
3: Yep. Yep. <laughs> that
4: that was in. Um, I know when this was. Um, this was when the first time that we went and met Annie and Dave, and they were playing at a university that was right outside, uh, right outside of where we were recording our third album, Talk Show. And so we went to see them play. Wow. And I must have stuck that pass on there, and I took polaroids, and they're in the book. <laughs>
3: you know what you should do
1: is like maybe contact sotheby's or something i'm sure that would like you know go for a pretty penny
4: what and you know what else i got guys i had every single tour book every single tour book from every wow. tour from the beginning to the end and wow. i would write in them like if the show was good or shitty i'd write it in the tour book um and you know write down things that were happening um fights that we were having with each other um just what nonsense um I have every backstage pass, every lab pass. I have every pass Wow. from every show that I've ever gone to. I have every ticket from every show that I've ever gone to. As you can see, my first Led Zeppelin opener for The Who in the book. Mm-hmm. I have every ticket for every show. Wow. No. They
2: I don't mean, even they give, don't give even... tickets. They don't give tickets no. like that anymore. No.
4: And the biggest music fan or one of them on this planet earth. I'm telling you, I, it was in my, every fiber of my being since I was a kid. It's all I cared about. I couldn't that and taking photographs, you know, I was really, really into that. And I remember sitting up, you know, sitting up late. I was like the only kid in grade school with dark circles under my eyes. Cause I would sit up all night and watch TV with my mom. Um, <laughs> and so then hence I was in the old film. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah,
3: my two favorites.
0: So,
3: you've done a, a, so many things, but if is there one band out there that you never got the opportunity to play with that you would love to play with?
4: Well, <clears throat> well, I, I, I. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, who? I would have wished I could have played with 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 Led Zeppelin. I wish I could have played with the Stones. I mean, well, you mean play in the band, get to play drums with them? Or what do you mean? Or yeah, just, just open for them. Oh, uh, Led Zeppelin. But they were, you know, John Bonham was gone by right. that time. But you know what? I Here's a cool story. i got a million stories, you guys. Um, <laughs> when we were, before we had our record deal, when we were coming back from England after we had opened for Madness and the specials. In the UK, we came back and and our, our we had put a single out in the UK on Stiff Records, and it had become a hit in the clubs. And we on the way back to LA. We stopped in New York City, and we did a show. Um, what's the name of the place? A really famous. Well, some things I remember and some I don't. But uh, anyway, um, at that show, um, when we walked off stage. Our, our roadie came up and said, John Lennon was here. This was a couple months before he got murdered, and he, he actually saw the Go-Go's, but he left at the Encore. Um, but but Pete Townsend was there. He came back, and I got to meet him, and David Bowie was there, and I got to meet him for the first time ever. Wow. You know, wow. People that you fucking idolized. Um, but that was the first time I met Bowie, and we got to open for Bowie, and I met him several times, um, and Pete Townsend only met that one time, but John and Yoko were at that show. Uh that was really cool.
2: Now, didn't you do some drumming for Aha?
4: You know what I did? Um that uh they when they first came to the States, they needed somebody to um play drums with them on all the TV shows. So I did that. A M Records called me and said, Would you, would you um, you know, do this? And I was like, sure, I'll do it they were a nice guys super nice guys uh and they were also beautiful oh my god really good looking um and uh really nice so i did i don't know what i did dick clark i did soul train with them can you believe that soul train
3: wow wow wow
4: yeah um yeah wow what a life it's been good guys it's still happening it's still good
2: right right yeah so much more to so come
4: I mean I hope there is more to come. I don't, you know, um a lot of you know guys what I always want to do and what I'm really lucky to be able to do now is to spend like half of my time doing my music and my photography and whatever my and then the other half uh, for um spend it for like for for charities to you know uh,
0: mm-hmm.
4: like I like I said about calling attention to the Alzheimer's that uh, dementia mm-hmm. issue. And then like uh, def- different um, animal organizations that I am on the board of directors for like Muttville and um, Funny Farm Back East and um, Pennies and, and Purrs and all the, I mean, anything to do with animals, uh, I want to I help out. And so um, I'm involved in that in a way that I, I, instead of just giving money now, I can actually, I think, spend time, you know, because right. I've always been, I could only ever give money. But now, like, I went to the funny farm. I went to uh, Pities and Purr's. And um, just, it, it, that's kind of nice to be able to do that and uh, actually go there and, and see the places uh, that 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 are housing all these poor poor little critters um, and giving them a new life, um, giving them a reason to live and a, and a place to have a nice life for whatever the <laughs> remainder that may be. All this stuff is really important to me and has been for a long time. But now, like I said, I can actually have a more hands-on approach to all this stuff and that's kind of nice
0: right right
2: did you, did any, you have understand? any rescues oh, go ahead sorry yeah do you have any rescues yourself
4: 1990s when i started rescuing mm-hmm. wow. you guys next to my bed i have like seven boxes of ashes wow because wow. here's the thing i learned when i first when i mean i grew up with a dog uh always had dogs when i was a kid and and um when i got my first dog when i was in la when i was in la with you know and in the go-go's um noodles and floyd it was two of them anyway the thing that i learned when i went into the animal care control facility down there was you walk over to the puppies because because they're puppies and you're like oh they're so fucking cute you know you know he said don't worry about them. They'll get adopted. The ones that we put down daily are the old ones. Nobody wants the old ones. And that changed my perception completely. From wow. then on, it was about rescuing old dogs. And that's how I've made acquaintance with several, like, for instance, Muttville, a, a woman named Sherry Franklin runs that, and they rescue old dogs. Um, and, you know, that that's what I've been doing for now 30 years. Wow, wow you know, rescuing ones that are, I'll just take whatever I have, what comes my way. Uh, right now I have Penny, she's not, she just, uh, whatever, that's another story. But, you know, <laughs> I just figure a lot of people, first of all, people don't want to deal with a dog that has that has to have be given medications throughout the day. And a lot of people can't afford it. And once again, I can do that. So you know what? I'll do it. That's I can. That's my part. I can do that. So I'll be happy. Right right. So uh, yeah, uh, it's all about rescuing older dogs. But I mean, but whatever. It's, you know, I'm like a fucking magnet for dogs. I walk down the street and they all run towards me. It's like, wow, don't get another one now. But yeah, I'm uh, um, an no, old dog. I mean, you want to rescue me? Uh, yeah, somebody needs to rescue me, baby. Um, everything's good. Everything's good. Um, but I feel like there's, there's so much I want to do, you know, and I just, there's only so many hours in the day.
3: Right. Right. We, um, Leo, you're muted.
1: Oh, sorry. I was saying, uh, you know, that's what keeps you young. You know, you're, you're a creative. So constantly thinking about things to do and everything, you know, just that, that, like you said, in the beginning, you're, it's, uh, you know, only as old as you feel, you know?
4: Yeah, well, I'm, you know, and the thing is, is that I'm used to, I'm used to being busy, you know. That's the way I was brought up. Um, that's the way from when I was, you know, in my twenties, my early twenties, I was constantly working. in In the Pagos, we were always busy, always working one thing after the next. And I like staying. I like I. That sort of set the mode up for me. As, mm-hmm. you know, passing through all periods of my life, staying busy, staying busy, because sitting around is like not a good thing for me. Right. Um, I get into bad stuff. You know, you, get, <laughs> you think too much. You, you think too much. I, You, you got to pull yourself out of yourself and put your focus on others, on other things. How can you help? What can you do? Uh, you know. You know, can I take these couple of chords and make a great song? Can I take these couple of words that I've written down and make some cool lyrics? To even you know, from that amount of stuff to go out and rescue a little critter or whatever it may be, <laughs> helping somebody out down walking down the street, a old lady. So I don't know. Get out of yourself because being in yourself too much is not a good thing. I don't. For me, it isn't anyway.
3: No, um, it's true. It's true.
4: Yeah, you know, well, especially because the older you get. You have so much to draw from. So many experiences that you you, you have to sort of block some of that out. <laughs> some of it's good and some of it's bad. Yep. yep.
3: So, uh, Absolutely. As, far as, the, as far as the rescuing of, of, of animals, did you ever get the chance to work with Betty White? Because I know she was really big into that. But
4: God bless Betty White, yes.
3: And... and I, 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 I want to I, I play, play something, something, for, something you. for you yes. um, we, we, were, we blessed were blessed the month after Betty passed away to get the last commercial that she did for adopting animals so, so if you don't if mind, you don't mind I, I'm no, going to play that no, for you please, real
4: please.
3: Quick. Leo you Leo, want me to do it Adela? Do Adela.
1: come uh, on is yeah, it a and B- 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 yep yep
4: Thank you for supporting Actors and Others for Animals. We started a long, long time ago. So when you find an organization like Actors and Others for Animals, it sort of unites all of those of us who want to pay back something for all the joy we get out of animals. Please keep up the good work. Believe me, it's deeply appreciated. Oh, what an angel she was, huh? Yep. yep. Yeah, good woman, good woman. So smart and creative. and yeah.
2: Well, you and just dedicated, dedicated.
3: You opened that up when you were talking about how you rescue animals. And I said to myself, wow, we still have that, that commercial that was sent to us by her PR firm literally the month after she passed away. We were honored just to be able to have it.
4: I would be. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. She was a giver, huh?
3: Right. So um, I do uh, want to our say our to our viewers, our viewers and our listeners, our listeners, we only have a few minutes left with this amazing, amazing lady. So if you have questions or comments, I suggest you get them in the chat ASAP because we've got to let her get back to her life. Um, but I do want to say if you're interested in her artwork, it's in the show notes up above or down below, as well as her book. And you can always just follow her online and see all the amazing things that she's doing.
4: Yeah. Thank thank you for that shout out, Ben.
3: Well, the show is about you.
4: Well, yeah, it's about us. (laughs) It's about the four of us.
2: Well, that's a cool John question. Belushi.
4: Oh, um, John. John uh, was a friend of ours. He came. We met John uh, when we did Saturday Night Live. He wasn't on Saturday Night Live. Uh, um, he had just left, but he showed up. He came. Oh, we first met him in L.A. He came to one of our first gigs at the Whiskey, and we met him. And he was such a great guy, so kind um, and generous and, you know, brilliant, brilliant uh, comedic uh, art that he, he gave the world. Um, 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 and we, uh, Kathy and myself got to be kind of good friends with he and his wife, Judy, um, over the years. And uh, John would come out and uh, he would introduce us when we, would play, he'd come out and, yeah, here the go-go's and talk about all of us. Uh, and I just remember him saying to us, I don't want nothing from you guys. I don't I don't want nothing. I just want to hang out because I really think you're cool. I really like your music, and I like what you do. So I thought, uh, what a cool guy. He doesn't want right. to fuck all of us. What he wants to do is hang out and soak up the craziness of, of all of us sitting in a room and having a good time. Um, so he was brilliant his wife his wife was fantastic and so whenever he came to la uh, we would get in touch and hang out and i saw him like the month before he died i saw him backstage at a police show well let me get to the better stuff when we were in new york we'd go to the blues bar and play with him and dan and that was some fun times. Yeah. yeah, whoever was in town would come and play. Get up on the stage and play. Had some fun times with him. And Dan was a nice fellow. Uh, but I did see John before he before he uh, passed uh, uh, backstage at the police show at the forum. And he was not in a good place. I just remember it. It seemed it was. Well, I talked to him for a minute, but I felt like I wasn't even talking to him. He wasn't in a good... But he had Judy with him and he had Dan. They were both sort of taking care of him as best they could because he would go through periods where he would use drugs and then he wouldn't use at all. Um, and I just got the best of him. He was just hanging out with the wrong people.
3: And that happens okay. to a lot of people.
4: Yeah. yeah. Oh, because, look, I'm, everybody in my business goes through a period of using too much of some something. I, you know, can only think of one person that's never used and that's Gene Simmons, but everybody else is, has used, if not had a problem with, with substance abuse. Um, So, yeah. John was uh, a friend.
3: uh, Right. right. So So that that question that just came in, Leo, I think we'll have for the last question for the viewers and then we'll wrap up ours because we do have to let Gina go.
1: Yeah, so uh, oh, Bone weird. is asking, oh, uh, yeah, just to read the question out, uh, Bone is asking, did the Go-Go's get their name from the Whiskey-A-Go-Go?
4: No, the Go-Go's, I think Jane and Belinda were sitting at Denny's one night trying to figure out a name for the band. And it, um, it wound up, they were... Volleying, volleying, volleying around several different names and wound up with the, using the go-go's, which is good. Turned out good. That's,
3: that's I think the idea. other name
4: was that it was sort of between that and the misfits. Yeah, so with uh, okay. the go Late night, after the club at Denny's. After, after the, the club at Denny's.
3: Yeah,
4: Denny's.
1: W- w- wouldn't w- that w- be a trip if uh they decided to go with the misfits and then the misfits went with the go-gos that would be like a <laughs> <total> trip
4: <laughs> but we all knew, we all hung out and knew each other we'd all run into each other that's for sure because it was a small scene like i said you know um we, we all everybody knew each other but i'll tell you when when someone would make it would you, everybody would get kind of pissed off because you sold out you'd hear that sort of background they sold out Right, right. Fuck it, I was happy to sell out. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: not selling out; it's succeeding, you know.
4: Leo, I didn't drive to L.A. in my father's pickup truck to play in clubs my whole fucking life. I wanted to be at Madison Square Garden. You know what? I wanted to be on a record label. That was my dream come true. So if somebody don't like it, fuck you.
3: And now you're in the Rock and Roll 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 Hall of Fame. Yeah,
4: try to wreck your own dream, not mine.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So on that note, I'm going to let uh, let, uh, uh, Jeff and Leo, Leo, any last questions questions for Gina? Gina?
1: Well, the one I always ask, hmm. Gina, you know, I I know we heard a lot about you tonight, but uh, what other than... Uh, rescuing animals and uh, drumming. What is something that you dork out about? Like, we've had, you know, actors on here that like researching sunken vessels or, you know, they collect flutes or something. What What is something that you, that you, you, you geek out geek about?
4: UFOs. About. UFOs. Nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, and you know what? I saw UFOs. I'm not a bullshitter, you guys. Let me just tell you, I'm not a bullshitter, but I saw fucking UFOs out. At my back door at this house here in San Francisco. And I was screaming. There's UFOs! I was screaming. And the caregiver at the time was downstairs with my with my dad. And he ran up the steps and he saw him. So I have a witness. But it looked like a Pac-Man game. It were these brilliant whites. And I guess it would have been like looking like, because I'm in San Francisco, so it would have been in the in the bay. It would have been over the bay. There were <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm.
4: really thick, thick, black clouds. It looked like it was going to be a major storm. And on one side, it was kind of white clouds, and the other side was black, pitch black. In the middle, it was blue. And in the middle, there were these white objects. It was six or seven of them. And they were just sort of like following each other, like it was like a game. It looked like a fucking Batman game, you guys. It really did. They were (laughs) brilliant white. At first, I thought, oh, are those birds? But, I mean, No, they were too big and they were too bright to be birds. And the way that they moved, it was not normal. And they would go around, one would follow and they one by one, eventually they all went into that black cloud, they never came out. So I was like, that's the mothership. Okay? They're going, they're getting back in the mothership. That's my experience with UFOs. And I, I and you know what, I feel like a crazy person saying it because anybody, when you, when those words come out of your mouth, or if you're so lucky as to have those words come out of your mouth, you can hardly believe it yourself. But I, I saw this. I did see this.
1: You know, the, the feeling of craziness is, you know, a lot of that is, I believe, you know, disinformation (laughs) campaign from the government. Uh, The San Francisco Bay, uh, where you saw it, uh, I don't know if you've seen it in, I think, 2017. Uh, the government released some videos of it's uh, a hotspot. Hot yeah, yep. yeah, but that's it's where um, Ryan, I think, it's Ryan Graves. Uh, his video was filmed with the, the tic tac video yep. and the one that went into the water. Yep. Uh, and it's actual video from his fighter jet. You know where he was trying to catch it, uh, and that's uh, was released by by the government. And David Grush is a whistleblower right now, trying to uh, bring forward oh, disclosure. Oh, this
4: lately, yeah. That's the guy that's been talking about it on TV. Yep,
1: yep.
4: Yeah, it's coming out. I don't know. It's kind of scary, guys. Just remember, <laughs> um, I do recall what. Um, oh, for God's sakes! Now here we here I go with another name. Uh, what is the name of that fellow? The he was like a quadriplegic, the brilliant guy, the, oh, brilliant, oh, the Stephen, David Hawkins. Guy, Stephen Hawkins, David Hawkins. I remember him saying. If they are UFOs or if they are that if they are out there, be afraid.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, because mm-hmm. obviously they're far more advanced than anything we can ever. Oh
0: yeah. But oh, even
4: yeah. imagine it and, and I mean so advanced. So it, we better pray that they're they want to be do something to help Fumble. us out. Fumble.
1: Well, right. they say uh, Jimmy Carter, when he was told uh, the truth about the aliens, that he cried for several days.
4: Did he? Wow! Yeah. I love Jimmy Carter. What a good guy. So, so folks, so looks folks, like we're looks gonna like have, we're gonna
3: Gina, have back Gina back on, on maybe in about, maybe six about six months. Talk about a and
4: and UFOs. UFOs. I'll be. I'd love to talk about UFOs. That's what I, if, I'm either watching TCM, watching my own, or else I'm watching uh, UFO stuff. Yep. Documentaries,
2: yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. Okay, and so patient, I, I have my final question. Um, what about uh, like the paranormal? Do you believe in Sasquatch?
4: Yes, of course. You know, you guys, the universe, the world, it's just too big for us to even think mm-hmm. that we have it all worked out. There's just... its It's too fucking outrageous and crazy that we're even on this planet and we're in conversation right now. I mean, you know what? There could be an alien sitting right next to us and you don't even know it. I mean, how, I just think <laughs> there's just so much going on that we have no idea. Right, right. Because we have fucking pea brains compared to what else is out there. Um, and yeah, I, I certainly believe in that. And Because why not? Spirits are, are, are a powerful, powerful thing
0: and okay, where I mean,
4: does all the energy go? I mean, we're all just balls of energy, right? And when we die, that energy goes out there. Where's it? Where does it go? I, who knows? We're, but we are energy, right? When you die, right, energy right. comes up out of your body. So, right.
2: I mean, that, that, you know, it, in my in my opinion, not to believe in aliens is conceited. Yep.
4: Gives you the right to think. Yeah. Right. Exactly. How ignorant, right? To think, I, I, that's that's all I, I can say about it. To think that we <laughs> are the only ones. We have all the answers. Right. Come on. So, Come on.
3: On that on note, that folks, note. I'm going to show one last comment before we let Gina go. Um, no, that's not the comment. It's this one right here. Thanks for being an influence that girls can kick
4: Ass. ah thank you darling thank you and i hope that anybody who's listening can really believe that that you can accomplish anything you set your mind to you really can and you're
0: living and you're proof. proof
4: and i am living proof
3: so on that, on Leo, that, I'm, that level, I'm gonna level, let you, you wrap the you. show gina just hang yeah. tight until he says the show's closed please Leo? Yeah, I,
1: I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. You know, for me, just Google me. Uh, you'll find a bunch of stuff. Could be true. Could be not. I'm not going to say which is which, uh, but I run the Dorkening Podcast Network. We got a ton of shows on the network. There's a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. Matter of fact, we're going to be doing another live stream in about half an hour. So stay tuned. And, uh, you know, speaking of aliens and stuff, blow your mind. Uh, just uh, released today. Uh, they found Jeff. I don't know if you heard this. A uh, uh, wood stru- wooden structure that is 470,000 years old. So a ha- a half a billion years old. Absolutely insane. Uh, but uh, Gina, where do you like people interacting with you?
4: Where? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean? On like, like on social, on media. social media. Oh, um, shit. I'm so I don't even know what I'm doing. Um, I check out Instagram every day.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, we have, well, we your, have Instagram your Instagram information, information in the show notes, and, uh, and uh, now, now people know that's, that's going to be the place to, uh, to, uh, to, reach, to reach, you. reach
4: you. Yeah, Um. and, yeah, and I, I have Instagram, Facebook, whatever else there are. I have everything.
1: Instagram is your favorite. Your favorite.
4: That, that's <laughs> my favorite, though.
1: Awesome. Awesome.
2: Jeffrey.
4: Jeffrey.
2: Yeah. Happy Wednesday. Thank you, Gina. That was incredible. Uh, i learned a lot of the inside person of you, and that really means a lot to me, having grown up listening to the Go-Go's, and and now I get a chance to see you continue on. Uh, As far as us, uh, go to stilltoken.com. Make sure you go to our YouTube channel and subscribe, because there's an awful lot of cool shit that's going to be dropping in the near future. So make sure you go to uh, YouTube, uh, Still Token with... If you don't want to do that, just go to Facebook, Talking with the Dead, or stilltalking.com. I don't give a fuck. Do what you want to do.
3: Benjamin. Well, Gina was talking.
4: Where did they structure a wooden structure, you said? (laughs) Leo, would you say?
1: Uh, Yeah, there was a wooden structure. I think uh, it was uh, several planks that were human made that was 470,000 years old. I'll try to find out where it was found.
4: Wow. I love it. I want to hear more. <laughs> I'll
3: make sure I'll make that sure I get that, that, I over, get that over, to over to you.
4: Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs>
3: uh, <sighs> oh, is it, do I get to close, <laughs> the, show close up? the show up?
4: Yes, yes, Ben, we're waiting on you.
3: So, like, so, Jeff, like said, Jeff said. Uh, Uh, StillToking.com, you know, all our Facebook, it's it's all on the website, StillToking.com. We want to thank Gina for coming out and spending, you know, time with us tonight. Like Jeff said, getting to know more about her. All her stuff is in the show notes up above or down below. Check out the book. Check out the artwork. Check her out on tour. Go see her at a fucking Comic-Con, as she would say. But... To all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do so people like us can do what we do. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. We're out of here.